Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast, where the best in the biz come to talk all things fitness, nutrition, overcoming challenges, to helping you on your journey to greatness. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome. Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast. What's up, everyone? We are back in town. It has been a minute since we did a Coach's Corner podcast. We have been meaning to do this for such a long time, but we finally corralled everyone together, and we want to give a big welcome back. Please welcome back all the coaches, Ian, Kayla, and Jen. Everyone say hi. What's up? Hello. Don't How's it like New Year's, guys? Great. Don't Sorry. I have like I'll, a what? Uh, don't you have like a, um, like a button that has like applause? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Three, yeah. two, one. Can you guys hear it? No. Oh, uh, it's playing for me, but it's not playing for you. So now everyone who's listening to this is like, uh, what the hell? <laughs> this is us. I gotta figure that out. Anyway, how's everyone doing? Ian, how's the start to your new year? So far, so good. No, no big complaints. Um, just been Honestly, just trying to get back into a flow. Had a lot of travel during the holidays, which was nice to get away. Um, and feeling very, I don't like to say busy. We're being productive because we're doing the things we need to do. Um, so it's been a very productive couple of weeks. Had some family in town last week. Um, yeah, just kind of just kind of doing the thing right now. Still, I think for me, trying to, like, I, I sat down and, like, took time to map out. I'm like, all right, like, what are some new things I want to kind of bring focus to in the new year? We won't, we'll call it a New Year's resolution or a New Year's goal or whatever it might be. Um, and it's just so easy to, like, once you get back from travel and holidays and stuff like that, to just fall back into your normal routine. So kind of fighting that a little bit um, to start incorporating some of the things that I wanted to work on as well as giving myself a little bit of grace when I'm not doing those things as often as I would like to. Awesome, man. That's, that's great to hear. Miss Jen, mommy, Jen, how you doing? How's the little boy? How's our superhero doing? Things are going well. He is progressing like crazy. He'll be what he's seven and a half months now. So it's, it's fun. He's got such a little personality. Now, is, was he just sick recently? Is that what you were dealing with? Yeah, he was sick. And the thing about when a baby is sick is you don't know why or what's going on. You just know they don't feel good. So you just have to kind of like uh, guess and just mm-hmm. give them lots of love. So he's doing better now, though. It's funny. I, I was cruising on social media the other day and there was one picture you posted of him. And I'm just like, that's, that's Jen. Like he looks so much like you. <laughs> like it's your so eyes funny and everything. That you say that. Yeah. Some people will be like, oh, he's straight Tyler. And then some people will be like, no, he's totally you. So I feel like his angle, it gets, it gets both of us. You better watch it when that boy grows up. You can be in trouble. <laughs> I know. I know. Him and his eyebrows, too. That little kid shows all of his expression on his eyebrows. They're going to get him in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Kayla, how's your new new start to the year? It's great. It is so good. I I totally needed a new year. I don't know about anybody else, but I was ready for a fresh start. Um, A fresh start and just like... I think it's totally cool to want like a new energy and a fresh start for a new year. It's just, it's just nice and exciting. And I feel, I feel good. I feel refreshed. I'm excited and hoping to carry that with me throughout the entire year. Good. Let's uh, before we get into the bulk of today, I want everyone to choose what is one or two habits that you guys want to focus on this new year that you maybe did an audit on yourself that you want to put forward a little better this time around. You know, you know, guys, you know that I'm big on habits um, and something that I've been talking about with a lot of my own athletes and clients and even for myself. What are some what are some habits for you guys that you're taking more charge over this year? Ian, you want to start? Yeah. So one of the big ones that I'm working on is reading more. it's just some, like such a simple, like underutilized thing. It's like, oh, like, like, yeah, getting certifications is good. And like going to getting formal schooling and stuff like that. But there's so much we can learn from books. Right. Um, and even too, like was talking to one of my clients about this, like I need to do better about like just listening to good podcasts more like the Evolved Athlete Podcast. Hey, um, because in my mind, like I'll look at like, oh, it's a 30 minute podcast. I don't have 30 straight minutes to listen to this. I'm not going to listen where in reality I could watch like 10 minutes, like listen to 10 minutes and 
do that, right? So that's one of my pieces that I want to start focusing on more or that I'm going to start focusing on more is the education side. Um, And then the second piece is going to be more relationship based as far as like friends and family and stuff like that, like being intentional about spending time with them or obviously like there's family who lives up North or somewhere else that I can't necessarily just go and see every month. But like the goal that I had set, like at the beginning of the year is like, Hey, like at least once a month having either like, whether it be a phone call or a formal get together or whatever it is um, once a month with both friends and family. So that's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm doing. I think that's great, Ian. Uh, both of those super powerful and two of the most important buckets, I think, that we need to fill on a daily basis. I really love that, especially the relationship piece. Have you have you chosen a book where you're going to start? A book? Yeah, for, for your reading and education. Right now, we're starting with the Bible. Um, <laughs> that's the first one. And I've literally, like, my computer is on, like, a stack of books right now. It's, like, the next one on the list. Ah, Kayla gave me this one, Peak Performance. And then I've got a Wim Hof Method book under here. So I just need to kind okay, of sort through my stack a little bit. Awesome, man. I think that's wonderful. I really, really like that, my man. Jen, how about you? Yeah, so I think first is doing something every day to prioritize myself or, you know, self-care. Being a mom a lot, but it really opened up my eyes to like what other moms go through with me going through it myself it's like you are taking care of others all day long and then by the next thing you know it's 9 p.m and you should be going to bed so I'm like trying my best to every day even if it's five minutes ten minutes just do something to prioritize me whether that be nutrition based training based uh watching a show uh even scrolling Instagram like I know it sounds silly but I can't just sit there and scroll Instagram anymore because I'm watching a seven-month-old um, so just doing something every day to prioritize me, that would be like my big focus for this year. And then second thing I would say, one, and it kind of goes in that category is, but just getting back into a really solid training schedule, because I've just been kind of hit or miss. Like I'll, some, some weeks I'll train two times, some weeks will be four, some weeks will be three. So really just trying to be like consistent with three days a week. And if I get four, great, but no less than three. That's, that's my goal right now. I love that, Jen. You're giving you that that hard that hard past. Can't get you. Got to get the three in. I really like that. Yep. All right, Kayla. Mm. Yeah. So a couple, two. We we can only do two, huh? Okay. Um, two habits uh, for me is to take the advice that I give other people to myself. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I often feel like I'm always giving solutions. And just recently, I have realized that some people don't always want solutions. They just want people to like hold space for them. And yeah. I have never really been great at that because I always just assume people just want the solution from me. Being a business owner, being a coach, like solution, solution, solution. And not everybody always wants that. And that was hard for me to learn. Um, so because I'm so used to like giving solutions and I'm like, dang, like that was a really good solution to this, to this problem to start like taking my own advice. Um, and not, and not just like, uh, like doing what I tell others to do essentially like walking the walk. And, um, so that's like one big thing and, and consistency is my word for 2023. So just like pulling that in consistency in my self-care consistency in um, giving myself grace, consistency in my habits, consistency in my work overall, just overall consistency and doing what I tell others to do. That's number one. And number two is um, making my relationships more a priority and being actually present when I'm with them. Um, I do a good job like in in the morning with my morning routine, in the evening, the evening I could get better at. But like if I'm like going on a walk without my phone, you know, I'm hanging out with people without my phone. And I think I thought about the other day, I'm like, what's like the big thing that's holding me back and really clogging up my time? is just this phone. It's this phone. And it's hard because, you know, I have to be on it and I have to be around it. Um, But setting better boundaries with um, my phone and with my out, like my inputs. So just making sure that uh, 
I have better boundaries. And when I say I want to be present, like actually be present, like how I'm feeling, like what my body feels like, um, what am I thinking, you know, things of that nature. So, yeah. That's awesome, Kayla. And, you know, just to give all three of you credit, like these are all things that I think are the most impactful areas that all of our athletes deal with. That's so many individuals that we work with who are trying to change their lifestyle, trying to improve their health, lose weight, improve their mentality, whatever it is, it can all be stemming back to prioritizing yourself, relationships, boundaries, you know, all of these aspects of wellness that are just so damn important. Uh, And when people focus too much on that, I want to lose weight, 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 but don't focus on the deep stuff, you know, that, you know, you three Mm -hmm. just, you know, chimed in on. And those are my biggest areas too. If I were to say my habits real quick that I'm working on, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's boundaries, getting the hell off my phone and really putting focus on what's really important because at the end of the day, at the end of the line, what are you going to have left, but those important relationships anyhow. Um, and so, and that's what I think we all are just in sync with. And that's why everyone wants to be us. Let's just be straight up and honest about that. Um, but <laughs> Ian, I beat you to it. I knew it was stirring in you, but, <laughs> um, but I think that's funny. So. <laughs> All of you guys are like, I'm getting off my phone. And I'm like, I want to scroll on my phone for five minutes uninterrupted. And and I I gave that talk to my students in my new class this morning. But, you know, I told them, it's like, it's not so much that you, you need to utilize your phone, right? It's technology. And like with all these other things that are starting to occur, we're about to hit, I don't know if you guys know this, we're about to usher in a new technological age with all the crazy shit that's happening with AI. Like we're Mm. on the cusp to see something as big as when the first search engine Google came out. Okay. Mm. That's how big something is about to occur. And so I think we should have another episode completely dedicated to that. Like chat. Yo, I'm trying to go down that rabbit hole right now. Right. It's crazy on the the technological advances that we're having. I was even listening this morning. There was some girl who that was cured of cancer based off of the abilities that people now have in medicine to engineer genetic expression. So just Mm. like all these avenues that our world is going down, we really are in this, you know, crazy time. I mean, if we thought phones were bad, just wait until individuals become so reliant on things like AI to do everything for them that they really don't have to think for themselves. Like, and so this is just the start. And so, we really need to get a hold of ourselves now and teach people how to navigate these waters of being more self-reliant and putting effort where it needs to be in the important areas like relationships, boundaries, doing what's right for you and so on and so forth. So what a great start to today. Mm -hmm. I I love getting into the deep stuff. It's all about the iceberg for all those who paid attention to my habitudes talk. Uh, But Mm -hmm. let's dive in. Uh, Today, we're going to talk a lot about our own experiences with not only our own journeys, but our our athletes and what to really try to prioritize in the new year, which is why I brought up habits. And so each of us coaches are going to give our insights and with the theme of interviewing the entire Evolve Athlete podcast, and we still have a few members left to go. Miss um, Sydney, who's brand new, still have to ca- tackle Kelsey, uh, but the coaches wanted to tackle me today. So it looks like they might be posting me up to the wall here. So I'm going to let them answer just a few questions. We'll see how deep I allow them to go. Um, but for uh, whoever wants to start off by interviewing the coach p host of the evolve athlete podcast we'll let the ladies start Mm, let me think um chris would you rather no i'm just kidding my favorite color is blue okay moving on (laughs) no 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 what do you what are what is this is actually i'm going to ask this to the evolve coaches today what is one piece of advice that you give to other athletes that you yourself struggle to follow? Oh my God, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, what's the number one thing I always uh, preach to you? The number one thing? Yeah. I feel like I'm on the spot. I don't know. Right. So if from what I work and it's something, it's even one of the own habits that you set for yourself, boundaries. Boundaries mm. is one of the most difficult things um, for many people to get accustomed to. And I, I won't lie to you. I, in a lot of ways, am a people pleaser. I'm not proud mm. of that. Um, and that's just kind of how I was and how I grew up as a kid, mm. you know, being in that household where, you know, it's just, you're constantly trying to seek approval from the old man in the house and, you know, so on and so forth. And I call it the oldest child syndrome. Mm. (laughs) Um, And so 
so with that, when I grew up, I just found it very, very difficult to, you know, see the value in, you know, although, yeah, I definitely see value in myself, but, you know, I always mm-hmm. tried to put other people before, you know, anything else that I would try to do, mm-hmm. um, which is great in service when you're trying to give to others, live a Christian mm-hmm. life, be a personal trainer, teach and so on and so forth. But when it gets to becoming overburdened and not understanding why you're being burnt out or why you no longer have the zest for things that you had anymore, it's because of that lack of boundaries of just not making mm-hmm. time for yourself as Jen was even describing to herself and what she has to deal with as a mom. Being a mom is a hundred percent service to another individual. And so, but she can't be at her best if she doesn't have just a little bit of time for herself. And so that is probably one of the biggest things that I teach almost everybody um, Mm -hmm. that I also deal with personally that I've gotten 10 times better on, but it's, you know, we're work in progress. And that's something I teach my athletes too. It's like, don't think that just because you start feeling better that it's changed overnight and it's done. A lot of these Mm -hmm. things are a lifelong process. You know, it it takes any little thing to knock you off course again before you have to course correct. And that's what life's all about. It's 85% staying on track and 15% course correcting. And Mm. that's what being a human being is all about, Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) I love that answer. Um, Jen, do you have a question? Another question? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Chris, when and why did you want to become a professor? Like, when did you know you wanted to teach? What made you want to teach? Like what molded that for you? Sure. So I, I don't know how much of you knew me before, um, college. Um, I didn't know Kayla yet. Kayla and I didn't meet until my master's degree. Um, when I was a younger kid, I was a chubby little kid. You know, I was the kid that, you know, loved sports, but you know, saw potato chips and sour cream and onion dip at the table at grandma and pops and just ate the (laughs) shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like handfuls of peanuts, like what are calories as I'm sitting there eating all those saturated (laughs) fats in the world? Um, (laughs) cause it was delicious that we were, we're Italian, Irish, and Hispanic. Our culture revolves around food. So that's all we did. Um, but I just had this, when I got to Penn state, um, I remember walking around campus rec and I just, I had this crazy like pull. I was like, why do I want to talk? Why do I want to learn? This is cool. I want to learn about this stuff. And so I marched my ass up to the coach who was working at the desk at the time. And at Penn state back in the day, they didn't have a campus recreation staff per se. It was the actual strength and conditioning coaches who ran all the gyms across Mm -hmm. the entire campus. It had, there was no campus rec. It was just strength and conditioning that worked with athletics also ran the gyms for regular students who came in as well, Uh, which was very interesting to me because that's the only school that I've ever seen that's really done that before. Um, And so, and I ended up, you know, getting a mentor, giving my time for free, learning all about the gym at Penn state and fell in love with it. Um, And so for a long time, my goal was to do strength and conditioning because I worked with strength, uh, Penn state strength and conditioning at football, you know, when Paterno was still around. Um, And as I was gauging to do the master's degree, that's when the Jerry Sandusky stuff happened. Mm. Um, And as a result of that, you know, I lost my opportunity because the coach that I was working with went to a different school. Um, And so as a result for me, I was stuck going back home. And so, and I was at it and I usually tell this story to both students and my athletes who are feeling down because I I got into not a bad place, but I was just like, what the hell am I going to do with my life? I like it's So I, I got my certification. I got my CSCS and I, <laughs> I was on indeed.com 24 hours a day for at least three weeks <laughs> while working full time at, at a shitty retail job that just sucked the soul out of my life while where? also going back to my old high school. Uh, I, yeah, was an operation, I was operations manager at sports authority. <laughs> um, <laughs> And customer service manager. And so that was fun. Um, and then, but at the same time, I worked nights as the strength and conditioning coach for my old high school. Um, mm, and wow. so it kind of just kind of came full circle for me. And I kept coaching thinking, oh, I'm going to be a strength coach. Um, and then lo and behold, I came across a job opportunity at EKU. And then it was for a graduate assistant. And I was like, what the hell is Eastern Kentucky University? What the hell? Same. And I, I, I love telling this story because I tell my students this all the time to illustrate the impact a little town like Richmond, Kentucky can have on you. Um, because when you first look at Richmond, Kentucky, you're like, what the hell am I getting myself into? Um, and I remember my dad and I drove up here seven hours from where we lived in Baltimore. And it was piss ass raining. It was just, we saw the bypass and then we, we park on campus. And back then, I'm sure Kayla remembers, when you park at the Moberly building, back then, it's different now. It's revamped now. It looks much better. But back then, it was old apartments that they had just for faculty mm-hmm. or employees. And then you had the new campus rec building, the old as hell football uh, building, the Moberly building. And then off to the left, 
out of for no fucking reason at all there's just this random cemetery and you know it's mm-hmm. piss ass raining i'm looking over and i look at my dad and i'm like i don't want to go in there <laughs> and he's he's like get your ass up there and go and it was the best decision i ever made in my life because never underestimate the power of people who care about others so much richmond kentucky is one of those places that they just like to give. It's weird um, in a good way. And I had never seen that kind of hospitality before. And Dr. Eric Fuchs was one of the first people to show me such crazy ass kindness. He just comes right up to me at the orientation and says, what do you want to do with your life? And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> and, and I told him, like, I want to do strength and conditioning. Literally grabs me by the forearm and drags me to the strength and conditioning room and introduces me to John Mike. Like that mm. was my, that was, and, and Dr. Eric Fuchs is one of my greatest mentors, friends of all time, like mm-hmm. really close close now um mm-hmm. and sadly he's no longer my boss at eku he hired me as a professor like he's he kept tabs on me the entire way this entire journey of the phd like he's just a great man um and he, he's no longer the chair of the department he's 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 does special projects now he's building a med school at eku Caleb. um like wow she's doing crazy stuff um but anyways and so how i fell in love with coaching uh with teaching however that's a a different chapter of this story that all had to do with Dr. Peter Jomantowski. And I don't know mm. if Kayla ever met uh, yep. Dr. C. I, I, uh, and I so, was in his class. Yep. And so Dr. Mm-hmm. C was, is the most brash, <laughs> the most unlikely faculty member you would ever think would be a faculty member. He's almost like a hoodlum from Jersey. <laughs> And he's, but he's the coolest dude ever. He's super chill. He's crass. Like he just does not give a fuck about anything. <laughs> and so, you know, the first time I meet him, he's like, you're my GA, huh? I'm like, yeah. He's like, cool. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want to do with your life? I'm like, uh, I think I want to coach. He's like, I think you want to teach. And I'm like, excuse me. He's like, have you ever taught before? I'm like, nah. He's like, Okay, come with me. And so he dra- he takes me into the classroom next door to the exercise physiology lab and he throws me into the classroom and he's like, you're going to help me teach today. We're going to we're going to teach the cardiovascular system. Here are my slides. Uh, I'm like, okay, cool. So are we like going to tag team this? He's like, no, you're going to teach. I'm going to McDonald's to get lunch. Peace. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> and, he, and so literally he's laughing as he's leaving the room and then he shuts the door and he locks the door and he walks away. <laughs> And I'm, I turn around. I've got all these Kentucky kids staring at me. Two little twins from, oh God, where were they from? Uh, Kayla, what's the count? Uh, mm-hmm. Pockville. Okay. And they had this super, super large accent and they're looking at me and I'm just like, what do I do? And then they started laughing. They're like, you're in big shit, sir. <laughs> and so, but it was the coolest thing ever because I was thrown into it. And so I was like, I just going to wing it. And I fell in love with it because then when he came back, he's like, how did it go? And I'm like, can I do it again? And from then on out, I started getting more and more involved with the teaching aspect of things. I went out of my way. I went to my graduate coordinator and said, can I please have my own class? Because they didn't give GAs. They gave GAs physical activity classes, but not an actual teaching course. And I really wanted to teach. And so I bugged Dr. A so much that she finally gave me my own class that an adjunct would have. Um, And then I just fell in love with teaching and kept pursuing. Um, I remember that class. I was in it. Yep. Um, And so, and that's how I met Kayla. Um, And so what ended up from there transpiring as I started doing research with Simon, who Kayla may or might know uh, at the mm-hmm. exercise physiology lab. And I just got really into exercise science um, mm-hmm. and just, you know, I still loved coaching because um, I became fitness supervisor at EKU Campus Rec. Um, but I just kept going after my PhD. But I think the, the constant challenge with it as well is I was denied everywhere. Mm. I never, I didn't get in my first round. I was actually denied at ASU before I actually got in and I had to wait. Yep. And so, um, and, but I kept fighting. I was like, I'm not letting it get me down. And so when I I became fitness director on the East coast of one life fitness used to be, um, sport and health, really big business chain for fitness back in the day down there. And I completely revamped their sales department for personal training just by teaching them how to show value and love with no gimmicks at all because they you know how it is in the old school box gyms they throw all these things in your face and they it's like a shark mentality and i'm like nah that's not how you that's not how you sell personal training at least not my way um and i literally just showed them a better way of showing value with corrective exercise and using credibility and education i took our comp i took our particular gym out of 16 gyms from number 14 to number one in six months um and my regional director came down and he's like i'm ready to promote you to regional director and and that same day that he offered me the promotion with more money and dollar signs I'd ever seen, ASU gave me a call. 
Um, and so, and that's when uh, I was offered to do my PhD with Dr. Sean Youngstead at the VA hospital. And of course I said, yes, and I left, I left fitness. Um, and so, and that's what led into it. And so I love teaching because it puts me on the pitcher's mound to be able to help people the best way that I know how. In a lot of ways, teaching is coaching. It's the exact same thing. All right. Instead of coaching athletes or instead of coaching individuals who are trying to lose weight, you're coaching a student, uh, try to live a better life and trying to learn their way so that they can figure out what they're going to do with their life to have an impact. And that's why I love what I do as a professor. Mm. I didn't know that story about Chomantowski. He was also one of the professor. He was the like kind of the catalyst into me wanting to compete. I asked him about all of this and he was like, here's what you got to do. And here's who to follow. And he was like, I can help you like test your body fat every so often. And yeah, he was, he was one of the ones that was definitely a catalyst for that. Where is he now these days? He's now the associate chair um, of exercise science at NIU. Him and I talk every few months or so. I just I just talked to him last week. He's doing really well. He probably won't remember me, but you should tell him I said what's up. He does. I, I, I mentioned you. He does remember you. Yeah. Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. I told I told him I'm working with you, and he's like, "That's awesome!" With all the stuff that she's doing, I'm like, "Right." So Aww. he definitely remembers. But yeah, that's, that's cool. my story. Yeah, very cool. I like that story. <laughs> How did you meet Kelly? Oh my God, she's in the other room right now. So if she hears me say this, <gasps> bring her in. <laughs> no. Bring her in. She's working. Come on. She's on her computer right now. Um, uh, we met in uh, the distillery district um, in Lexington, and so mm-hmm. I was at the wine cider bar, and we ended up meeting there. And so when we hit it off, so I was like, "Well, why don't we go to another place too?" And there's a pizza place. Um, what's it called? Goodfellas in that same area, mm-hmm. the distillery district. Um, if you remember Kayla a long time ago, um, mm. some of the best pizza ever, but we just sat at the bar. We talked all night. She, she's big into motivation and growth mindset and everything too. And I was just like, okay, get down with this girl. Wait, did you meet her there or did you meet up there because you guys no, met we, online? We, I met her there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, we really hit it off and I, after we, you know, said our goodbyes in the, the fun ways that we know how, um, we, it was right before Thanksgiving, she ended up uh, driving home and I guess I, I decided to call her to say, he'll just talk on the phone and that scared the shit out of her. <laughs> and so, um, but it was also something that no one had ever done before. And so she, she gave it a shot and here we are. Today's our one year anniversary. That's why she's here. She's visiting for, for the day and night from North Carolina to spend our, our one year together. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So that's how we met. Mm. What other questions can yeah. I ask? Ian, my you, turn. Ian, oh, you yeah. Sorry. Turn. <laughs> Ian wants a turn to punch me. Oh, my goodness. It's like me, me, me. It's all about Kayla. All right. I got, I got two. We'll do a serious one and we'll do a silly one. Serious first. So who would you say is one of the most influential people in your lives and Mm. why? You know, as cliche as it might be to say, my father is definitely the most Mm -hmm. influential person. You know, he is both the man that I admire so much and fear the most. (laughs) And it's, and I, but I think that's what a dad should be. Right. Um, and and the reason why is him and I have a very unique relationship, just like he did with his father, um, my grandfather. And I also had a unique relationship with pop too, um, to where it's just this, this unseen crazy love that a father and a son have for each other to where you, you love each other so much and you like to joke around at the same time, you never want to let them down. And when you do, it crushes you more than a breakup with a girl. Um, and I remember there was one time where i really upset him and I didn't mean to. Uh, I was being a stupid kid <laughs> and uh, like a, a stupid college kid. And it was even worse because I was a college kid and I really, really hurt him. And I just remember that was worse than, you know, anything I'd ever done before. And I'd always promised myself never to do that again. Um, and I just, he, he is the type of person where he puts it all out for somebody else. It doesn't matter how long the task takes. He'll be up until midnight doing it. Um, works incessantly to give his kids and wife a better life. Um, and he, like he works, he's almost 60 years old and he still works two jobs just to, you know, make men's meet and, you know, put my sister through college cash so that they don't have debt, like all these things. Like he is just the most admirable man of all time. And he's never, ever thought of himself first ever. Um, And that's how my grandfather was too. My grandfather raised 11 kids and Mm -hmm. still managed to have one hell of a life. And, you know, my dad said one of the best things about pop is he had never seen a man love somebody so much the way he loved my grandmother. And so, and that's, 
also how, you know, my dad, you know, takes care of my mom. And that kind of rubbed off on me too, because I, if you guys don't know me well enough yet, I'm the loveiest, doveiest person of all time. <laughs> Kelly can attest to that. Um, and so that's just how we are as the Perry guys. Um, and so that's, I admire him the most. He's taught me to be the hardest working man. And, you know, the, if he's taught me anything about life, the most important thing is just experiencing life and love with family. Cause that is just the best thing of all time. And so that he's the most influential man I'm trying to make him proud. Oh, I, I, can, I can see a mom too. Can't there. forget about mom. If she heard this, <laughs> so mom's there too. Love you, mom. <laughs> I love that. Can definitely see a lot of that in you. Mm-hmm. And we're almost twins. Dad and I look very similar. It's mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Silly question. But it's actually kind of a, a good thought-provoking question. So you have your choice between two superpowers. Mm. You can either fly or you can run super fast. But if you can run super fast, your top speed is 200 miles per hour. You could fly, but your top speed is only 100 miles per hour. What would you do? I would fly. But you There's can only something- go 100 miles an hour. Uh, it's a hundred miles an hour. I think that's okay. <laughs> it's like, that's still pretty fast. That's barely like highway speed though. <laughs> How fast what? are you driving How on a highway? <laughs> <laughs> Ian, Ian honestly scares the crap out of me when he drives. So that, that checks out. Well, so put it, put it into this perspective. All right. When you measure the miles per hour it takes to get across a football field, like when you're on the highway at like 55, 65 miles per hour, you do a football field in a flash. So if you're thinking of what speed you're going to need to like, say, stop someone from a boulder falling on someone that's a hundred feet away, a hundred miles an hour is more than enough speed to get there in time. Um, and besides I'm Batman. Chris, Chris automatically goes to like superhero mode. Like, bro, it's just for leisure. <laughs> you asked the question <laughs> and who wouldn't want to have that neo moment right when he escapes the matrix and flies into the sky mm. but definitely fly mm, interesting all right you guys I think I any last them. questions before we segue because we are getting we're getting to that point in time where we have to segue to the mm. next thing what is your favorite what really sorry really one last question super easy question what and I know you can't say all of them. What is your favorite type of athlete to coach? Oh my God. That is so, you know, the more and more I coach, I guess I've been coaching for so long now. It's like, who have I made, you know, the ones that I make the most impact on, you know, I, cause I have the most fun with the ones who like to shoot the shit, have a good time and you like have good relationships with, and those are great. Cause you can have a great impact on those, but I wouldn't call it my favorite because mm-hmm. My favorites are the ones that I have the most impact on. And honestly, those are the difficult clients. Mm. So, and I learned, I kind of like, if you were to ask me that question, when I first started coaching, when I first started coaching, it'd be, it'd be my buddy buddies. It'd be Austin Eller. It'd be mm-hmm. James Augustine. You know, it would be as <laughs> It'd be the guys who do exactly what I fucking tell them to do every time. And they do it <laughs> and they get results. All right. But to get true fulfillment though our job is to really help the ones that have no idea or the ones that mm-hmm. need that extra accountability i won't say names i have a few uh-huh. of them. Um, the kayla diamonds <laughs> <laughs> wow why you gotta do that the ones that really need that stick in i, I shouldn't say stick in the ass that didn't work the kick in the pants um i mean well the stick in the ass might actually apply um <laughs> But the kick in the pants to actually need that push forward. Don't spill your coffee there, Jen, or whatever it is if you're drinking. Um, but the ones that need that push, because, you know, my, my prime example is the woman that I worked with in Arizona. She was previously obese in, in her childhood and early adulthood and then lost a ton of weight, became skinny fat, and then, you know, got into a serious relationship, tried to get pregnant and couldn't because her hormones Mm. were all over the place. And so when Mm. she met me in Phoenix, you know, I was working with her for quite a while and it was difficult because our communication styles were vastly different. She was very crass and sarcastic and she was, you know, entitled and bitchy. And I was just like, I hate this shit. Like this this girl just doesn't do anything that I say. Um, And it almost got to the point where I almost had to relinquish her to another trainer until I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dish it back. And this is the first time that I actually thought I'm just going to treat her like I treat my sisters. 
And damn it, if somehow the wall came down and she became a different person. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay. So adapting communication styles. That's the first time I ever learned that lesson on mm. how to get through to somebody. And then she started doing everything that I told her to do. And she dropped that chip on her shoulder and she started making extreme progress. After she, because she stopped, she, she made a lot of progress and then she stopped training with me. I had to stop coaching because I had so many responsibilities with Bryan University and the VA mm. hospital. She calls me about three months later and she's like, I want to show you something. And she sends me a picture and it's a sonogram of twins. Oh. Yeah. So that that taught me right there. Chris, it's not so much about having fun with the clients that, you know, do exactly what you say. It's more your job is to really help the ones who need the most help. I love that. Yeah. This is so fun. It's so fun. I didn't like I've known you for so long and there's still things that I don't know. And it's really, it's really cool to learn more. Many chapters to dive into. Many chapters of Chris Perry. Need another evolved Ganza ASAP. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey's Kelsey's that, uh, gonna plan the roof. Yeah. Kelsey's gonna plan our next evolved Ganza. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys asking the questions and that allows our audience to get to know me a little better. Uh, we're going to continue with the coaches interviews with the remaining members of our team. Um, but to close out today's episode, we're going to discuss as coaches in our experiences, what are the best things that we can share with the audience as far as how to tackle this new year, the best that we possibly can for success, no matter if your goals are weight loss related, mentality related, stress related habits, whatever they might be. Let's close out. Let's start with Jen. All right. I think the first thing that kind of pops to mind is this is actually a, a real um, like voiceover thing. I don't make reels a lot, guys, so I don't know if they're um, where it says like you're going to be in the exact same spot that you were on the ago if you don't change anything. Yep. Like, and I think that is like the biggest thing thinking new year, think goals. If you don't change a single thing, you are never going to get anywhere else. You're just going to be doing the same exact thing you were six months ago. So I think the thing that I think of like new year goals is like, how do you want to ch change? And like, how do you want to get 1% better? And what are the habits that you're going to do to get there? Chris, when me and you did our live on Instagram and you talked about like, you know, who do you see yourself six months from now? And like, what are the habits that person is doing then? I have been using that with a lot of my athletes lately. And I think the really good thing to do in the beginning of the year is like, wait, six months from now, who is Jen? What is she doing? How does she feel? What does she look like? And what are the habits to get her there? And that's what you have to start implementing now. I think oh, that was Jen, I love that. Yay. the biggest thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awesome. Perfect, Chad. Oh, I'm so happy. It's the future self-authoring. Yes, I love it. I think that's a great a great place to start in the new year with, with um, our athletes. Coach Kayla. Mm. Yeah, I actually got this from Ian. Um, taking a deep look at yourself, is it, is it your mindset or is it your effort level? So I have two, two different types of athletes going on right now. I have athletes who have a mindset issue, um, who, who, who do need, who do need to work on figuring out who they are, what they want, um, and what's important to them. And that's mindset. They're not, it's not for lack of effort because they've always been super successful, but now they're things are, are in the back burner and they don't know why I've going, I've gone through that too. Like, um, you know, I've had, I haven't had the desire to lift weights for the first time ever in my life. Like, but I wouldn't say I'm, I'm somebody who doesn't give effort. I'm so like, it, it's a mindset thing. Then on the other coin, on the other side of the coin, it's like, we have people who say it's their mindset, but then have never really, really truly given it any effort because they'll, they'll hide behind the label of it's my mindset. And yeah, like you have them, the, the mindset that you think it's mine, like it's, it's your mindset, but really it's, it's, we have to do the work and there's obviously something prohibiting that. So looking at yourself, I mean, like, mm, is it an effort issue or is it a mindset shift? And I think that is the biggest thing. And once you can realize that, then you can take action steps. You can take action steps on how to increase your effort level. Um, are you not giving any effort because it's too overwhelming for you? Or it's not something that's setting up with your lifestyle? Um, or you don't know the right strategy? Or is it a mindset issue? 
and we don't know where to start. We don't, we don't, we're overwhelmed by that. We're, we're, we think, you know, oh, our mindset's fine. Like we're fine. Like I don't have depression. I don't have an anxiety. So I have no issues. That's what I used to think all the time. I'm like, I've, I've literally always been a positive person and so happy. I I'm fine. I have no, no issues until, uh, I started having issues. <laughs> like I started having things and I, I don't even, I don't want to say they're issues. They're just things that have come up that haven't ever before. Um, so eventually it will catch up to you. So yeah, I think, like label, like figuring out, is this an effort, uh, an effort issue or a mindset shift that we need to make? I love that, Kayla. As soon as you just went further detail into that, I just instantly saw like half my roster go one way and the other half go the other. Mm -hmm, Right. (laughs) Like I can totally, like I can make a column and list. I know, but Ian, Ian gave me that, that idea. And I really, really like that. Good job, coach Ian. Thank you, Kayla. Those are wonderful. Ian, what are yours? Kayla stole mine. So <laughs> did I really? <laughs> no. no. Okay. <laughs> um, I'd say mine is just getting support. Um, getting support, whether it be from a coach or from your from your family, your friends, or whatever it is. Like I actually had one of my athletes the other day, like, yeah, like I want to get to the point where I could kind of do this on my own. And 100 percent like you should be like it's 2023. We can look up anything on YouTube, like how do I do this exercise? How do I figure out my nutrition? How do I, whatever it might be. Right. But everybody is going to do better when they have a support system, right? Like LeBron James, best Mm -hmm. basketball player in the world still has a coach who helps him with his strength and conditioning. It's not that he doesn't know what to do in the weight room. He still has a strength and conditioning coach. Dude's been playing basketball for, I don't know, like 50 years. I don't know how old he is, but he's been playing basketball a long time. He still has coaches who take him through shooting drills and ball handling drills and defensive stuff and things like that. Sure. Would he be like, would he still be really, really good if he didn't have those? Absolutely. But again, like whenever you have somebody in your corner to guide you and take you through that process, you're always going to do better. I know for me, like I've started doing jujitsu this last couple months. Sure. Could I go on YouTube and Instagram and just find moves and practice with some friends? Of course. But am I going to be that good? Absolutely not. Right. Like I need to go in and have my coach, like take me through, direct me, stuff like that. Um, I think it's just so common. Like, yes, like it's, it's finding that balance between like not being so reliant on Mm -hmm outside sources, but by the same time, like realizing like, Hey, like it is okay to ask for help. And that's only going to help your performance and help you get to your goal quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just talking about that Ian um, yesterday for the NLCA coaches and people come for the coaching, but stay for the people and, yeah. and the connection. Yeah. People come from the, for the strategy, people come from the how to do, but they'll stay for the community and for the people. And I think that's super important. Like think about CrossFit. You know, the, the reason why most people do CrossFit is the community. Yeah. Is the community hundred percent. So for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in having a coach continue to help you. doesn't make you any less smart. I would say it makes you even more knowledgeable, but continue, like there's, there, yeah, there's two types of people who need coaches. One that have a problem that needs solved and one that just really values having uh, a coach in their life and supports them in their life. And if you're the second person, then that's, that's what we do. You know, that, that's, yeah. we, we totally get that. I get that. So yeah. yeah, no, I love that you said that. Yeah. And I think like surrounding yourself with people who are smarter, mm-hmm. fitter, stronger, whatever mm. than you are. Like, yeah, I've been training for 10 years. I know exactly what to do in the weight room. I can take myself through my own training. And yet when I can, I go on Saturday to go train with my buddies because they're stronger than I am. They're mm. more knowledgeable than I am in regards to strength and conditioning. And I know like when I go, not only am I going to get a 10 times better workout and, and go harder than I would on my own, but I'm going to learn something mm. that I can then apply with my own athletes. Mm-hmm. Awesome, you guys! Like literally, the combination of all three of you took all of mine. So <laughs> you always say that. Go find something. <laughs> <laughs> some fun here, uh, but yeah, the biggest things that is just what I've realized in myself. Where do I have the most faults? And it's in the habits. 
It's, mm. it's the consistency and the discipline. Like it, we have, I, I love the support and I love the authoring. Those are all super vital. And at the end of the day, we have to apply that all. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the one missing piece. People know what they have to do. They get the support. They have all that. It's just now, can we follow through and can we keep mm-hmm. up with it? Are we executing action? And that is the biggest thing because when I look at the past of my past own mistakes, that's where I've lacked. It's the execution. It's like, mm-hmm. let's execute now. Let's be consistent. What are our systems that are going to allow us mm-hmm. to do all these great things and really take advantage of all this great support and the vision that we have for the next six months and so on and so forth. So that's my biggest play. It's okay now that we have that in place. And sometimes that takes a good coach to teach people how to do that too, because discipline is hard to cultivate. And so when we explain things like the habit loop and bring awareness to what's causing stress and issues with certain things, like on a daily basis, I have some sort of chat with one of my athletes or who talks about why I'm addicted to sugar and I just can't stop the munchies at night. Or, you know, I'm always, you know, on Instagram or, you know, I always just happen to just get energy drinks. I'm like, no, your feet are taking you into 7-Eleven to get energy drinks. It's just like, it's not just, oh, it just happens to happen. It's your goddamn environment. So get aware of what's happening. Figure out what's the stress that's causing you to self-soothe yourself with fried chicken or pornography or scrolling on Instagram, whatever it is that's keeping you from doing what you know you need to be doing. And about half of my athletes all have that issue. They're just not aware. They're like, oh, okay. So I guess the source of my stress would be the issues that are unresolved in my relationship or Mm. the fact that I am not prepared to do this assignment at work or I Mm. didn't schedule enough time for myself to prioritize to get this particular Mm -hmm. thing done or whatever it might be that's causing the stress, not setting boundaries and giving yourself some new time. Okay. All these things, it's creating that awareness to say, okay, this is what's causing this. That's causing me to do this bad habit, fix the source and it'll make Mm -hmm. making the habit much easier. I think is a big missing piece. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Love that. All right, you all let's close it out. If we had one last thing message to share with the world, as we start this 2023, what would you want your message to be? Ian, you've gone last this whole time. Why don't you go first? (laughs) (laughs) Me time to think over here. (laughs) Yeah. Golly. Just throw me right on the spot. I'm like looking at my desk to see like, what kind of notes do I have? Have a, I've got you. And actually, this is on one of my sticky notes. Have a role model mindset with everything that you do, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Whether it be showing up for your family, for your friends, for your your job, for yourself. Um, having that role model mindset of like, okay, like people are watching me and how mm-hmm. I show up matters in living and thinking and acting in a way that would inspire others to be better. I love that, Ian. I was going to hold on. Wait, I got to cut Kayla off first again. I was going to I was going to do the one from the office where he's like, he's talking to David Wallace. He's like, I've got something I believe in and I've lived out of this my whole life. And I always have. And I always will. No matter who, no matter when, no matter what or who you're with, no matter where you just keep going. <laughs> When I was little, when I was little, I used to think that I would always like any day, any time room raiders can come into my room. There was a show that would like, like fit, like film people and they didn't know they were being filmed. And I'm like, that could happen. I was like, that could happen. <laughs> Jen is losing it. <laughs> So I was like, I have to have a clean room and I have to eat well. And I have to, um, I used to do like workout videotapes and my weights used to be water bottles, like as my weights, uh, like water bottles, just with water in them. And I would be like, I have, I, I need to do this because if room writers comes in or if some reality show comes in, like I have to look like I know, like I have my shit together. By the way, when he said role, when Ian said role model, that's what I thought of. I was like, where are you going with this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jen, what is your message? I would say, um, you know, kind of like, like the opposite of what Ian said, but on that same note, like it's also okay to not, not hold on. It's the opposite, but it's, it's the same. But it's 
it's kind of a bit, but anyways, um, it's okay to like not know everything though too. So like if you need help, if you're not sure where to go next or, you know, like it just, yeah, like you don't be afraid to ask for help. I guess that's kind of where I'm going with that. It's like, you know, if you're trying everything and it's not working or you are being that role model figure, but there is something that you still need guidance on, reach out for people in your corner, be able to learn others. That's where I was going. It makes much more sense. I'm tired. All right, guys, give give me a break. (laughs) And Kayla. Um, If you, and this is, again, something I've learned in a hard way. If you have, and it's going to look very different for everyone, so I'm not saying you should do one thing or the other. If you don't have some sort, and I got this from Chris and from all my other mentors that I have right now, if you don't have some sort of mindfulness practice, you will be fucked. You will. You will. Because it's it's the root of everything. It's a catalyst for change. Um, a lot of us walk around completely unconscious of our behaviors, of our thoughts, and yeah. we're acting in an unconscious way. And the only way to become conscious is to have stillness um, through the breath, you know, meditation in some capacity, mindfulness. And like I said, it can look different for every single... I'm a very zero to 100 person. So, if it's the, you know, like I am. We all know this, but it can look like you can dip your toes in. It can look like anything for anyone. But if you have zero mindfulness practices, you will, you will be fucked because I was, I was. And it resulted in, um, about four or five months of me just like not caring about my, myself, like essentially, and not feeling like worth taking care of because like, yeah, there's a lot there. So I love that, Kaylin. Because without that awareness, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. great way to close out. And then I'll finish on wrapping it all up with a sentimental bow. Do everything that you do with love. You know, when you're when mm-hmm. you're trying to give value to other people, if it comes from that place, you'll never not give value because you'll always mm-hmm. be putting their benefit first and looking on what best service and value you can provide. Always. Not, ma- not mattering if you're dealing with um, some sort of issue, helping someone lose weight, or you're trying to remediate the situation b- between friends, or even solving conflict in a relationship. Coming from a place of love will always be the best approach to everything as far as doing what's best for that particular situation and for yourself. Awesome job, guys. We've had a blast ushering in the new year with a great Coach's Corner episode. I hope that we can get back with consistency with getting these every single month for you all because we always have so much fun doing it. And that was a very, very valuable episode. Just showing the way for this 2023. For the rest of the coaches here, I really appreciate your time and being co-host with me today um let's give it one last shout out say goodbye to the audience for me and then i'll close this out kayla say your goodbye ian jim bye bye, bye. bye thank buddy. you all as bye, always listen to the outro <laughs> help you find your <laughs> help you find your dad i'm not your dad oh, those, oh no I, what? I, I wait a minute what's that stupid <laughs> meme um you're not my dad oh that, that's the one <laughs> anyways guys stay tuned for the outro whoever's left listening after that for all the information <laughs> on evolve how to get in touch with us coaches how to look at our programs look for us on our social media and all our other web pages and as always get involved and have a great rest of your day we'll see you in the next one coach peace out <laughs> You guys. (laughs) If you want to work with us and becoming the best version of yourself, be sure to check our coaching application down in the bio to get more information about how to get the best in fitness and nutrition coaching from the Evolve Coaches. Be sure to check out all of our information and great content we put out every single day on our Instagram and our Facebook group. Be sure to check us out on EvolveHealthAndPerformance.com for more information and keep tuning in to the Evolved Athlete Podcast for the best in everything fitness, nutrition, and becoming the best version of yourself. We'll see you in the next one. Evolve Team out.